Welcome to Design This, Beyond the Die Line. Here we talk about cannabis, crypto, and NFTs. My name is Mikey. Thanks for joining me. And here we have joining us today is Caesar. What's up, guys? My name is Caesar Santamaria. And uh, yeah, no, I, I work with uh, Mikey on the Wicked Koala stuff. So I, I wanted to come on and kind of speak on some of the topics that uh, pertain to cannabis and NFT. So Caesar is a, is a great friend, a business partner, and media specialist that we have here on the team. And today we want to talk about risk a little bit and why we're here in the first place, taking on topics like cannabis, um, crypto, NFTs, what they even have to do with each other and um, diving into some of the issues that we face as creators in the space and that our clients face. So it's so, all right. So NFT and crypto stuff, um, projects that we've been working on are kind of relatively new. Right, uh, we picked them up. I would say less than a year, probably like nine months that we've been heavily working on stuff like that. Um, but it's interesting to see how uh, cannabis and um, the crypto space are, are relatively similar when it comes to um, how, uh, I guess, like I won't say civilians, but like every like common day people kind of like uh, are kind of looking at it as like a, a risk or. Um, I just look at it kind of funny, right? Like mm -hmm. cannabis, even even though cannabis has been legalized, right? Like there's a, a, a good swat of the like, population that don't really um, see the, they don't see why it's legal, right? They, they still mm -hmm. see it as a risky, like um, governmental decision, right? That's why some states have it, some states don't. Mm -hmm. um, and in crypto, kind of, I would say the similar aspect in the sense that like people kind of look at it from a distance and like, kind of perceive it as something that's really risky mm -hmm. um different types of risk right you know cannabis is considered a drug and then crypto is um just a volatile like market mm -hmm. but same type of like um risk uh, distance creating right like people just said like if they don't mess with it they just stay away from it yeah yeah it makes sense so like that that leads me into what i was thinking about like what makes it risky right like what makes cannabis risky, what makes NFTs crypto risky. And for me, I think it's the lack of understanding um, across the board to the majority of the population. And that is created mostly because of just the information. Most people don't have access to the information. Most people won't put in the extra effort to find out for themselves. So that's what makes it our responsibility as creators in the space to bring that information to the people through the projects that we work on through the brands that we develop the nft collections that we create we're constantly informing and creating understanding within the mass marketplace so that people can understand and won't be so afraid like a lot of it it has to do with fear people are afraid of the unknown if they don't know it they don't understand it they push it away or or um, they make it into something that maybe it it isn't necessarily, and they because of that they don't see the good in it. So I think that's the similarity that is across the board when you talk about cannabis when we talk about crypto. That's the one thing that they both have in common is this lack of understanding and this level of fear with people like general audience. It's interesting to see just because again we. Uh... We've worked on cannabis uh, projects prior, um, and it's again like you you see like certain populations gravitate towards them, and, and like larger portions of it not 
Um, and like like going off what you said about information, a lot of information that's easily found is like negative. Mm-hmm. Um, if you you know if you just log into MSNBC or whatever news outlet that you like, mm-hmm. just kind of like click home Cause, to because that's how news works, right? Yeah, it's like the third tab is like crypto world is falling, and you know like that's um, yeah. They're not wrong, but you know, hey, like at the end of it, like the the easiest information to find on either cannabis or crypto um, is negative usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Mike said, yeah, uh, people talk about the bad news. They love, you know, they love bad news. Like every time you turn on, you know, I'm from Cleveland, so when I go home and I turn on the news, the first thing I see is the next body that was found because of some homicide, some shooting, or some gang violence. That's more reported on than, you know, the student that just graduated valedictorian from an inner city high school that just received a college graduation um, scholarship to go to college. And, you know, we don't hear about that kind of stuff yeah, because that doesn't make headlines, but somebody got shot on, you know, 55th and St. Clair. That's, that's all over the news. Everybody knows about it. Yeah. And it's the same, it's the same, uh, same approach when it comes to crypto cannabis, everyone, all the headlines, they, they focus on the negative and that's what, that's the news that spreads. It's harder to spread the good news. The the one thing I um again from me like just kind of on the media side it's always interesting watching uh watching you work on um like the branding aspect of uh cannabis like company as well as like um kind of working on NFT projects right mm-hmm. reason being is because it's like as I'm watching I can I personally perceive like we've worked on like other projects with like uh, companies that you know are a lot more established um, have quote unquote more legitis- legitimacy in in the industry, whatever industry that is. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> and it's for me it's interesting how um like the the at least from my perspective the the crypto space and the cannabis space have kind of been running and gunning when it comes to like um creating their image. Right? Like the because um, we've been sold. Nah, let's 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 not play like we've been being <laughs> sold for like forever, right? Um probably more than a lot of it was sold prior to someone having the logo on it right like people were just selling sacks of weed right so like the one thing that i'm seeing is like this rebranding is is interesting because um watching you trying to apply some of those like industry standards to like cannabis mm-hmm. i'm not saying it doesn't exist but like um it's interesting because like now the the way that the cannabis world can get legitimacy is through its branding it's through its like visual appeal mm-hmm. right because that's like that's step number one like when you go to a store like you're attracted by the packaging of set set whatever you're looking mm-hmm. for um and same thing with the nft man like mm-hmm. a lot of it is just um i mean running gun by you know like people who are just trying to like get their product out right and they're not mm-hmm. necessarily uh branding experts or packaging experts yeah they're just trying to get their name on the box you know their logo and just like yo buy my stuff yeah and that's and that's where we start talking about like quote unquote like bad players in the game and so um it's always an uphill battle because a lot of people pay attention to that because it's true there's a lot of people in in every rising market you're gonna have people there that are taking advantage you know in, in cannabis and crypto anywhere there's a new industry there's new rules being made there's new regulations that take time yeah. in that gap where things are being made and things are taking time there's people taking advantage and those are the people that you hear about it's not the ones that are doing good because the ones that are doing good are putting in the work yeah. to do it the right way and it's it's not as quick 
you know, it's not as fast. You don't have as many of those projects to be able to talk about. So we like to be on the positive side of, of both of those, of cannabis and crypto, yeah. really helping people like tell their stories and and create their their presentation and their perception to be positive and to have a good impact on the community, on the industry, on everything around them. And it's a lot of work. <laughs> so yeah. it's a lot of work. And um and then because of all the like the bad news and all the um negative stereotypes. Yeah, it's it like add all everything that we've talked about in the past, you know, ten minutes, add all that up. That's everything that's stacked against you in these industries. And that's what you take on being a professional in these industries and helping people. Yeah, but but um it's done well. It, it again it's 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 something that can change like the the visual uh aspect of like cannabis right but you you're already kind of seeing it now right like when you go to like some of these like um well we were in california in los angeles like when we, we go to some of those like uh cannabis uh stores or like uh, what is it dispensaries dispensaries mm -hmm. there you go um the the quality of packaging was different. Like it's, um, you started, that's, that was like 2020, 2019. Like you started seeing like a, a, a shift in like how even weed was like packaged and presented. And like it, um, like in the visual appeal of like the packaging lifts the brand. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's weed, but like, mm -hmm. like it, you're trying to elevate like the perception of it. Right. Cause prior to this, I'm not gonna lie, you know, like you can get a, you know, some weed in the bag, like, from mm -hmm. your local dealer, right? So that like the 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 leaps and bounds to go from that to the packaging is crazy, but most people still perceive it in that plastic bag that the dude down the block sells it in that you don't want to mess with, right? Like yeah. that's always a perception. But again, I think that's why the um, this podcast is important, right? Because like the packaging and, and and the design of it is very important to like how things are perceived and received. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, and that's why we do it. I mean that's what that's what keeps you going as a creator in in this space, with with all that stacked against you is being part of this almost paradigm shift of perception behind something that's really good. Like cannabis is really good, really good for you, and it helps so many people. Yeah. And the same can be said for crypto and NFTs and the impact that that can have, and even the potential impact because you get into crypto and NFTs and there's so much realm of possibility. Um, we're working with new technologies that we've never touched before um, on projects that I've only dreamt of as a creator when I was when I was young. And to be working on those projects now is like a dream come true. So for me, it's like the most exciting space you can possibly be in as a creator. And yeah, it's a little risky, but it comes with the territory. Like that's what it takes to create something new and to be part of innovation is to be willing to take on that risk and put in the work and do what most people wouldn't so that you can create what most people can't and really make a change. Yeah. I mean, it's, I personally like it. I personally like where things are heading in that, in those, in those, in those, um, in those two areas, mm -hmm. um, mainly because as like the, it's early, you know, it's early, right? Like in, in with any investor, the one thing they always tell you is like, yo, get in it early especially if you see something good in it mm -hmm. because it, it can definitely go somewhere and honestly we're early and it's good it feels good right like there's a lot of obviously like shifting when it comes to like trying to figure out where it's going to go but the one thing i do know is that both are going to go exponentially up 
Mm-hmm. Um, just, and again, I, I, I'm going to keep reiterating. I think it starts with the branding, like the perception of it. Like if, if the language changes, if, if the visual appeal changes and, and people can consume it a little softer and easier, mm-hmm. um, that's really it, man. Yeah. Like, and it depends on where you are too, right? Like in the U.S., yeah that too you know in colorado just, just depending on like we're happy to be here in miami yeah yeah and we're not from miami i never saw myself living in miami uh we moved over here from la and <laughs> yeah, yeah um but we were here in miami um mostly because of the freedom that was here like we were just chasing freedom the whole time yeah. and so we found freedom here in miami and it just happened to become the mecca of everything crypto nft web3 related this became the place like the launching pad for a lot of the recent projects that we've been working on um so it was a it was risky moving here you know yeah yeah. but but, you know that's been paying dividends ever since so it was definitely worth the risk for sure Mm -hmm. and especially working in cannabis you know in in california cannabis is so much more free yeah there's way more industry there um pre-established and miami is like up and coming yeah so but yeah exactly it's an exciting place to be in cannabis here in miami where things are growing and you're able to become a part of that growth and be there early and see and be a be a part of it as it as it starts to mature and bring in some of that experience and really help people here yeah you know the the one thing with the cannabis space here right um it's interesting because the demographic here in florida is different at least like going to some of these cannabis events um and and just kind of hearing people out that have been in the space here in florida for a long time um it's uh this is the first space that i think is is having a a, a different approach <clears throat> because the consumer is different like california and colorado like easily won you know their like weed status um because mm-hmm. it's a younger demographic they understand the uh the benefits of it um their perception of it is less negative um but you know listening to some of these events um the the task at hand is to change the perception of cannabis or the presentation of it because the the consumer here is a lot older uh, and at least that's what i remember like the the tactics that you know colorado and california use for um cannabis uh consumption don't really work here at least not in the same way right it's not that it's um at least what I got from it was that it's not that cannabis is looked down on. It's more so like the presentation needs to be different. Like this older demographic is almost open to it, but you got to present it in a different manner. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's a really good challenge because I think that's like the, if we can get, if Florida can figure out that marketing like aspect of it to this like older generation, um, I think it's a microcosm to like the figuring it out for the rest of the country. Um, cause you get a lot of snowbirds out here and I'm like, um, people who fly in from other parts of the country, like they don't technically not from here. They yeah. Just especially during here. the cold months. Yeah, they exactly. People coming out from New York. So if it works on them, it'll work on their friends. Right. Cause like, they're always going to go back to wherever they came from. Mm-hmm. And if it works on them, they'll like pass it on. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, they, can ex- they can experience it here yeah, exactly. and take it home with them. So I think I personally think that Florida has like a really like, like up on, changing the industry just because the hardest demographic to convince on cannabis has been the older generation mm-hmm. but like the task at hand is they're close to it i think like i think they're slowly figuring it out like at least listening to some of these like experts in the, in the field in in florida mm-hmm. um 
and they're close. So I, I I'm excited for what that that's gonna be, um, because I think it's gonna change like the the national perspective, not just like a statewide. Yeah. And yeah. kind of in the economy, you kind of apply the same thing to NFTs and crypto, right? Like mm-hmm. Miami became a hub for crypto, and um, it's been it's been booming. Obviously, it's like up and down, like anything else. But um, the one thing that's it's it's here to stay. Like you see some of the cities here in Miami kind of accept it. Yeah, like I think the first time that I saw a couple Bitcoin ATMs were here in Miami, mm-hmm. and I remember hearing about the mayor of um, of Miami speaking on the adoption of crypto into its uh, um, ecosystem yeah um so i'm like okay like again like and that's another big reason why we're here yeah but we saw the way that the mayor was moving the way that he was reacting mm-hmm. to everything mm-hmm. that was happening happening nationwide and that was that was a big part of what led us here because we're like okay we we can get behind that like this yeah. guy he's he's re- he's ready to move you yeah know? i mean we, we started a business right you know on like any, if anyone ever, like tells you about starting a business, it's risky business, right? Number one thing is risky. Like, yo, are you sure? Can you can you make <laughs> yeah. a living off of this? There's always like, I, literally every time I go home to Cleveland, you know, I haven't seen you know someone I haven't seen in a while. I say, oh, what are you doing? Oh, I run an agency. And if especially if someone that I know that's older than me, that's known me since I was a kid, they're like, yo, are you? How's that going for you? Like, yeah. That you know, because they understand business and how it's like up and down, but. It's risky, right? So, but we we gambled on ourselves. We gambled on Miami, and I think that risk. I'm not saying that we're like uh, people who love risk, but <laughs> <laughs> but I think we are easily uh, attracted to it, especially if it makes sense, right? Yeah, and we know how to manage it, and we know um, we know what what makes sense, what feels good, especially being in the creative field. Um, like cannabis, crypto, NFTs, these are spaces that are really exciting. Yeah. And it's it's balancing that that excitement with the risk and then um, also just making sure that you're aligning yourself with people that are moving in a in a positive direction and taking on more of that responsibility to do things right. Because there's a lot of people that would do things wrong in these spaces. Like I said, like in it's a it's in a gray area, like yeah. all of these, all of these, and that's what makes it risky. Like yeah. it's going to take time for things to be regulated. So in the meantime, you have to make sure that you're working with people that are putting in the same amount of work to make sure that everything that they do is positive and has a positive impact. And so, and we have a, a good responsibility as being on the creative side, being designers and um, media specialists and doing what we're doing with, the development of NFT collections and development of brands in the cannabis space and the crypto space. And the marketing that goes behind it's, it. It's all the visual communication. It's yeah. all the the face of these brands and the communication that goes out and the way that people perceive it. It's so important to the, one, to the success of the brands themselves, but two, to the direction of the industry and the way that things move. And so making sure that we're putting in the work and, you know, I feel like there's not enough of it. Like I, I want to multiply us by like ten at least, just to move yeah. things faster. But again, um, <clears throat> not to toot our own horn, right? Um, but just being just being in this like branding um, like area of just building brands and and their like their marketing schemes behind like their product or whatever that may be. Um, <clears throat> it's interesting to see how. Um, I don't want to give us too much credit, but like it's it's step one is like the branding, right? Like 
I, I think if any company wants to see some type of uh, growth or um, like like positive reaction to their product, it's like you got to tell your story correctly and it's got to be presented well, mm-hmm. right? Because like going again, I'm not to shit on anybody, mm-hmm. but like when you know when when um, when going to different types of events, different types of like. Um, <clears throat> Companies that are selling different products or they're trying to sell their product. You see a lot of tabling. You know, I, we run through a lot of product, man. Like, like we see a lot of stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and as people that work on the branding side of things, like it's you can easily see where people put effort and where they did it. Yeah, know? and it's 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 easily noticeable. Um, and then you see the 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 companies that are putting the time and effort um, behind their story, behind their packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and understanding how important it is, it's again they have a leg up just because that's step one. Yeah, and that's for the, and for those that don't, uh, it happens for two reasons: mm-hmm. either either they don't know or they don't care. Yeah, yeah. If they don't, if they don't know, okay, that's our opportunity to step in and help them. If they don't care, that's a problem. Yeah, and to be honest, I think that's usually a problem. Yeah, <laughs> I, they don't care, and I, I, a lot of people don't see them. Push. Yeah, I laugh, I laugh, but that's the that is the real problem. It's a pushback. It's like I, I, I we always get pushback on like, hey, like yo, like your your branding needs a lot more not because of, that's what you know not because i want you as a client but like yo like you're really trying to sell this you need to focus on that like you can't skip step one and think that you could, again we can't have the dealer mentality and just sell you stuff in a plastic bag bro like that's not mm-hmm. it's not gonna work thanks <laughs> oh yeah so to finish the thought that i was having um so Part of the responsibility of doing what we do is putting in the work and being on the positive side of change, but then also connecting those that are on that side. And so that's that's another part of what we do. And the, the biggest part of what we're doing with the Dreamforce Republic is connecting people that are on that way as we meet them along the way is, okay, here's someone that's doing really good in the space. Here's someone that's putting in the work yeah. that actually cares, that's you know putting out good information how can we bring them in, keep them close, and connect them as we go? And that way we start to build a community and support each other and start to have a greater impact and start to collaborate even more. And so that's the space that we've been in. We've been in Miami for about a year now. That whole year was getting established. We didn't know a single soul when we first moved here. So it was just hitting the ground running, getting started. And now that we've been here for a year, we're a little bit more established and we're starting to get to know more people, grow more community. So I think getting into year two, the year that we're in right now, is really exciting for me because this is where we really get to start to make an impact on Miami and yeah. on the industries that are here. So I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah. And again, it's um, it's cool for us just because it's a, we're in that space where, um, and I tell Mike this all the time, like, yeah, like we're I mean, I'm. We're not old. We're not technically young either, right? Um, and both of these industries have this like very um, variant of, of ages, right? Like the NFT crypto space is really young, right? They're really gung ho about it. Um, they're more savvy on the tech side, um, so the, their presentation is like almost left for last. Mm-hmm. Um, while the, the the cannabis industry is been more established in the sense that like people have been in it for a lot longer mm-hmm. um you see people who have have had a footing we've met people who've, who've been in the cannabis industry for 20 plus years right um <clears throat> but they they both have the same similar problem where um 
like they're focused on the product or the, the part that excites them, right? With mm -hmm. NFT crypto space, they're excited about the technology. Mm -hmm. With cannabis, uh, they're excited about the product. You know, they, mm -hmm. they've been around it. They understand it fully. Like we've met so many people who yeah, like- The effects that it has on people's yeah. lives, how much it helps. Yeah, man. And I think those two things are really positive. But the the part that's always lagging is that like the the presentation part, right? Like it's it's mainly because again, like if you don't know how to do it yourself, like you focus on what you like are passionate about, and it's usually the the product at hand. Mm -hmm. um, but for us, it's all it's like for us, it's interesting because we're like in that in between space where like we're old enough to where we have experience within like our own space, but we're also young enough to like understand like um, the market value of mm -hmm. presentation, right? Like, um, yeah. And and new on the scene. Yeah. You know, so I just want to take a moment to thank uh, Cannabis Radio. Thank you to Brandy and Darren and Brasco at Cannabis Radio for helping us just having our voices be heard. And the voices of our guests, we're going to be bringing a lot of really, um, really cool people that are doing positive work in mm -hmm. all of these spaces onto this show and getting deep into some of these conversations and spreading more of that positive information, hopefully really making an impact on everyone that's listening. Um, so, uh, no, it's, it's appreciated yeah. for sure. Well, yeah. Um, for, uh, for me, it's just, just experience of listening to experts in the field, right? Like, I just love to sit back and listen and, and have people just kind of spit facts at me about like what they're really passionate about. And it's been interesting to be in the cannabis space and hear these women's groups who are focusing on like mm -hmm. what cannabis does specifically for them, what strands, right? Or even older people who are like, yo, like, I, ointments work for me. And, you know, you just, the de different demographics and how they perceive the cannabis stuff. So it's it's fun for me, man. Like, I can't say I'm an expert. I mean, I, I know about weed, but, like, I don't I don't know about weed like that. <laughs> um, but this, I get the same feeling in the crypto space, right? Like, um, the people who are passionate about it. And, and mm -hmm. I think the, like Mike said, I think the, the one thing that this podcast is going to do is bring, bring to, like, the, the positive aspects that people kind of miss, oversee easily. Mm -hmm. um and and how like that impact is going to be greater than like we perceive now right because it's early yeah it's early <laughs> it is early so uh yeah just to wrap things up i think um you know get in early take on the risk where it makes sense and be a part of the positive change in in the fast-growing industry so thank you thank you caesar for joining me yeah and for just being rocking with me this whole time <laughs> You know, since we started our business two and a half years ago, up until now, the whole transition from Cleveland to LA to Miami and everything, you know, what happens next, right? I mean, hey, man, I appreciate it. And at the end of the day, like, yo, um, without risk, we wouldn't be here. So, straight up, without risk, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. So, you can download episodes of Design This Beyond the Die Line. Look for all of our episodes by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Till next time, always think beyond the die line.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.